Boy, do we hear that goal song a lot in the second period. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Stefano, and I'm joined here by my co-host, The Zoobs. Pretty good game. Pretty good game. Leafs with a big 4-2 win over the Minnesota Wild. I think, you know, we don't want to toot our own horns and say we totally called this, but a lot of things we said would happen ended up happening. Yep. I feel good. I feel I feel I feel like a prognosticator today. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've been pretty good so far when it comes to trying to, you know, realize when we're trying to to guess what happens in our predictions. So we're gonna recap this game and as always after a win, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna talk about the good, the better, and the best. Because it's not the good, the bad, the ugly, because it's a win. So the good, the better, and the best. And then it was night one of a back to back, so which means tomorrow or uh, today we have another game <laughs> uh, recording this right after the Leafs game so tomorrow but by the time you're listening to this it would be tonight uh, second game of a back-to-back against Washington Capital so we'll be sure to tee that game up for you guys but what we're going to chat about first is the Minnesota Wild falling to the Maple Leafs 4-2 big night and the biggest thing of all and what I think is the biggest thing that I took from this game Mike Babcock finally shaking up the middle six. Yep, yep, Kasperi Kapanen taking off that line of Martyrs and Tavares. Trevor Moore put on that line, and what happens? Goals, Goals. baby. Goals. Lots of them. Yep. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I I think Trevor Moore was the the perfect guy to give that opportunity to. I think he played... Uh, exactly the role they needed to him to play. Sort of, he filled that Zach Zach Hyman role where he was doing the digging and a perfect complement to the skill of those two guys. And I think I think it also freed up Casper Kapanen a little bit. He looked he looked a little more spry coming down the right side and playing with Kerfoot and Mikhaev. I think that is a good fit for him as well. Um, you know, I think that was a change that we have talked about pretty much every single week. We've talked about the need for the Tavares-Marner line to get going, and they got going in this one. And it was very good to see. I thought I thought just exactly the sort of chemistry and combination you hope to see from that line and, you know, taking on a team. Let's be honest, the Minnesota Wild are not a great team, and they're on the second half of a back-to-back. So that second period when that tiredness kicks in and those fresh legs are important, they really took advantage of it, and they really played – uh, some dominant hockey throughout the second period. So I was happy to see the change. I think the right guy got the promotion because Mikhaev and Kerfoot have really shown some good chemistry, and that continued. And all the numbers bared that out. I, I think other than line four, every line played you know positive hockey and made things happen. Yeah, I mean, that's good observation, the fact that, you know, I, I think that Mikhaev uh, and, and uh, not Trevor Moore, Kerfoot. Um, Kerfoot, thank you. Kerfoot, they, they have played tremendous together, and they had another great game here tonight. And giving Trevor Moore that promotion up to the second line, at least for the time being, hopefully we get to see this going forward, and this wasn't just a, a one-game thing, but it sounds like this is going to be the line combination, at least until Zach Hyman gets back. But it just makes so much more sense. You know, after the first six games, it just Kasperi Kapanen wasn't the – it's just not his game. A, he was on his off wing. B, he's not the guy who's going to go and get into the dirty areas and get you the puck and then scoot it out to your to your skilled players like Marner and Tavares. But Trevor Moore, he'll do that, and that's what he did. And he was a very had a very good game. You, you, I, I believe you talk about like a turning point. The turning point in this game 
was right when we started the second period and we realized that Trevor Moore was going to be playing with these two. And what happens on one of their first shifts together? John Tavares is a goal. Uh, and that goal was actually highlighted by Trevor Moore. They showed on TSN this highlight. Uh, he kind of faked cutting off the puck along the wall there and then brought Dumba with him into the corner, and that gave Tavares just the, uh, just enough space and the time they needed to blast that one up over Dubnik, and that really woke up the Leafs and seemed to wake up Tavares and Marner because then it turned into goal city for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the period, and Marner finally, not on that play, but a little bit later, uh, on a nice feed over to Austin Matthews, getting his first five-on-five point. And that's wild when you think crazy. about it. That's crazy. Not, min- not Minnesota wild, but just plain old wild that this guy, seven games in, I think he's up to like nine or ten points, but only one at five-on-five like, he's up to, what does he have? Yeah, he's nine points today. It was his ninth point. Ninth point <laughs> until he got one on even strength Incredible. in five-on-five. Five. So if, if he if he gets going the way that he played tonight, and he's my number one star. He played fantastic. We'll get to our, our goods, betters, and bests uh, in a little bit, but just a sneak peek. He's on there. Yeah, I think another important thing, um, you know, there was a moment there, and we'll remember this, and anybody that saw the game will remember this. There was a really bad penalty taken by the Minnesota Wild that negated basically a breakaway for them. And the Leafs scored on that power play. And after that, it was jam done, lights out. That ability to take advantage of those little mistakes and to pounce and to convert on the power play is paramount and very important. And I think that went a long way as well in changing the game tonight. Last Are you talking about th- that that penalty that Ryan Hartman took on I Muzzin? Am. I am. Just, yeah. a, just a brutal penalty to take in that spot. Oh, and 10 seconds later, <laughs> who scores? Andreas Janssen on the power play. So, mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about in this game. Special teams, big reason for the win. Two for three on the power play, killed off all three penalties as well. Special teams, if they're rolling, usually got a pretty good shot at winning, and that was a big reason for the W tonight. Yes, Absolutely right. Andreas Johnson uh, played well. I, I was impressed with him as well. He was he was cranking it. He took that ridiculous shot from the slot off the post. He was active. Uh, really happy to see him. I, I think I think he's really started to settle in after not having a great start. He was sort of lumped in there with with Casperi capping off the top, but he's turned it around. Johnson looks nice. Uh, that whole top line has looked really good. They really haven't had a bad game. I mean, Nylander, I thought, had a really good game as well tonight. He, Although he didn't find the stat sheet and the score sheet, I thought he still played really well. I mean, when you look at the, the advanced numbers, you look at the Corsi, you know, 24 chances or twenty-four chances for against just 11 chances against. So um, that line was creating a lot of chances, uh, and, you know, they, they were around the net all night. And Nylander had really that one really good shift where he was essentially just dangling through everybody and got two, not one, but two good shots off. And then he kept corralling the rebound and just taking it for another skate. Seemed like for about 35 seconds, he had the puck on his stick, uh, just kind of toying it around like it's on a string. I thought he played really well uh, again, too, along with the rest of that line. The only thing that's really bugging me about this team right now, um, it just... For the fifth straight home game, all home games this year, they've allowed the first goal. Yeah. And that was something that I talked about 
you know, yesterday, in yesterday's episode when I said this team, they, they can't get down early. This is now becoming just – this is becoming ha- uh, habitual that they're having to come back in games. And when you play against a good team like St. Louis or a good team like Tampa, you're not going to be able to come back – and beat them because they play sound defensive hockey. A team like Minnesota's uh, and a team like Ottawa, they're not as good, so you can kind of work around their deficiencies and get yourself back into it, which is obviously what they did here in the second period. But still, they got to start off better, and they got to finally get that first goal, and I think that is going to be a monkey off the back their next home game, and hopefully they can start it off pretty pretty quickly. And not just that, I, I agree with that totally. I think that's that's absolutely accurate. But they also, I mean, Freddie Anderson had to make some saves down the stretch. He had yep. to make some, he had to make some big saves, and uh, you know, obviously, every team in the NHL has talent, but you they really need to be better at just snuffing teams out because a, a team that isn't the Wild on the second half of a back to back maybe ties this game up at some point. So. There is still some work to do. There's still some things to clean up, but I thought Anderson was pretty solid and and, and generally uh, an overpowering talent win once more tonight, last night. (laughs) Uh, One last thing, too. Morgan Riley, strong second period. Uh, He had a franchise record. So Morgan Riley collected four assists in the second period to match the Maple Leafs franchise record for most assists in a regular season period. Mark that was set by Rick Vive back in 1984. So big 20-minute period out of Morgan Riley, something that I think he desperately needed. You know, we talked about this in previous episodes, how he just hasn't been the same Morgan Riley, the the caliber defenseman that he was just a year ago. Hopefully this is a game where he comes out and has a tremendous, tremendous game, and hopefully he can keep it rolling going forward through the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. First, let me tell you about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for the seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats, Re- Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of October, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help let you help you get to your favorite event. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON at the checkout and receive up to a $100 discount. All right, welcome back, and we're going to go and discuss the good, the better, and the best we saw on the night. We'll start with you, Zoobs. What was good about tonight? Uh, Good, I think good was, it was nice to see... Uh, a continued 
dominance on the power play. You said it in the opening segment there. Two for three on the power play and uh, 100% shorthanded. That's the sort of thing where when you have the collection of talent up front like this team has, you have to punish teams that make mistakes, and they did that with a plum. They did that quickly. They did that effectively. I was really, really pleased with special teams tonight. I thought, I thought uh, the whole, the whole uh, unit as well. It wasn't just a couple guys. It was the whole unit. They looked dangerous. They, they really, really punished Minnesota for making mistakes, and and that's what you want to see, and that's what we expected from the beginning of the season on. We said that that's going to be a key to the season, and, and so far it has been. That's a really good one. Uh, I gave mine to Mike Babcock for finally making a change. We know he's a stubborn man, but eventually <laughs> he made the change. He got Trevor Moore up on that second line, and that's when things clicked for this team and when things started to turn around, and that's when they really took advantage. So that was a good job by Mike Babcock to finally make a change. Maybe if in the next set of back-to-backs, if he goes Hutchison first, Against, because I think the next one we got Boston on the second night, right? Is that what what we established in yesterday's? I believe that is the case. Uh, And if that doesn't do it, what will? Right? I mean, listen to us, Babs. We know. We we know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he's got to get. That's how he goes from good to better. You know, he's got to make. That was a good, a good decision. But a better decision would be to kind of flip flop your goalies based on. Strength of schedule, strength of opponent, divisional, conference, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that go into it, not just, oh, it's the first night, Freddie, second night, Hutch. Yes. So, Mike, if you want to advance from good to better and maybe even to best, that's how you do it. Just saying. Uh, what was <laughs> what was better for uh, for you tonight? I'm going to sort of crib yours, but uh, I thought Trevor Moore was was exactly the tonic that 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 line needed. Uh, almost gave this to to Tavares because I I think he I thought he was uh, spectacular this evening. But um, you know, really pleased with Trevor Moore. Really happy that that opportunity came his way, and he earned the the right to be the guy that gets tapped with that. And he was uh, the perfect puzzle piece. To, to put in there uh, and, and to be elevated to the second line. Uh, you know, he's not a power play guy, but five on five, you need that kind of guy. And he provided that punch. He provided that grit. He provided that ability to go and get the puck and, and to retrieve and to sort of ease the load and ease the burden on Marner and Tavares. And, and they, you know, made the most of, of that opportunity. So I think Trevor Moore earns the better from me last night. Totally agree. He also earned my better uh, for much of the same reasons that you said. But at the end of the day, it was Trevor Moore that made the biggest difference between the first and second period. He put that line on his back to kind of start. And uh, we we saw that it not only sparked the line, but it sparked the whole team. And then it just turned into a scoring frenzy from there. All right, what was the best thing you saw in the night? Who was the best? The best It's the 1093 Million dollar man. There Mitch, you go. Mitchell Marner. He was finally excellent. He was excellent. Three points, a goal, two primary assists. He was electric. This is the guy. This is the big money guy. This is who we waited for all year long. He was he was just just excellent. Just exactly what you hope to see when you talk about Mitch Marner as a part of this offense. When when this is what's happening, when they have 
Marner and Tavares going, and they have Janssen and Matthews going. And then the bottom six is chipping in. Forget, like, forget about it. That's what this recipe is. And it all starts with Mitch really being the straw stirring the drink. I thought, you know, it's going to turn out that, that most of our good, betters, and bests have to do with that one line. But we waited all year for this. And this was the line that we said had to be doing this. And tonight they did it. Uh, really happy with Marner. I hope that this becomes, you know, he's the kind of guy that he can really reel off a hot streak and put together a bunch of really good games in a row. And I hope that is what we are uh, in for. Not, again, not that he's been bad, but not five on five, you know, if he's putting out points five on five, that's really, really, really special and really, really good. So uh, really happy with Mitch, really happy with his game. Uh, three points, up, like you said, up to nine but his first five-on-five five points, uh, long overdue, and uh, a really impressive outing from him. Yeah, there's absolutely no question, no doubt, that he was the best part of this tonight. Seeing Mitch Marner finally turn into the $10-plus dollar player that you know he was paid to be this summer, and it just hasn't happened over the first few games, and it kind of got you scratching your head like, oh, man, did we just marry ourselves as Leaf Nation to this guy for the next six years, and if he's going to perform like a dud, oh, man, what, what did we get ourselves into? And then he comes out tonight, finally, and says, shut up, guys. I am Mitch Marner, and I am worth the money that you paid me, and I'm here to prove it to you. And he did. Like, here's the thing with Marner, too. Or this whole line. We kept every single game. We were like, this is it. This is a game. This is a game. And it didn't come. Finally, it came today. And I kept saying to myself, you know, I, I honestly thought that this this team, and I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if I just said it in conversation with other with other people, but I kept saying, you know, I'm, I, you know, I believe in these lines, like these two players, Marner and Tavares, were just too skilled to not eventually click. And I was like, man, they're 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 going to be like a ticking time bomb, and eventually they're going to go off, and when they do, they're going to explode, and it's going to be goals galore, points galore, and they're going to score in bunches, and you're going to see them. I, I honestly like they scored tonight. I can see them rattling off over the next 10 games, maybe like 14, 15 goals between the two of them and between that line. It's going to be insanity. Guaranteed. I just want to, you know, take a moment to point out that we're talking about a guy who was at a point of game coming into this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Well, because. <laughs> He was, but that was the thing, right? It was, it was. He was playing well on the power play, and the power play was doing exceptionally well uh, early in the year. And then even tonight, two of his three points came on the power play. But finally, he got himself on the board at five on five with that last goal um, to Austin Matthews. And it's just it, the overall game was a lot better, though, out of Marner. Not just the points; 100%. he just looked better, looked more comfortable, more dynamic. He looked more like himself, like we saw last year and the year before. And I don't know if it, it, it how much influence Trevor Moore actually had on that as opposed to Kapanen, but it, it just seemed like between the first and second period, that line just flipped the switch the second Moore got there, and they turned into the best line on the team for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's hard not to fall into narratives, but it did seem like the addition of more allowed everyone to really know what their role is. You know what I mean? Where, where with with Kapanen, he does some of the similar things to what Marner does. So there was a little little cross uh, over of the of the skills. I think more 
really lets it set in stone that he's going to be the guy that goes down low. Mitch is going to be the guy that facilitates, and Tavares is going to be the guy who finishes in front of the net. And it works like gangbusters. I mean, when we look at this, you take away all the extra stuff, and you look just at the score sheet, and you say the Leafs score four goals, goals from Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and Andreas Janssen. That's how you draw it up when you when you are putting this together for a team. Uh, for sure, for sure. That was a uh, from start to finish, maybe one of the better games that the Leafs played. I thought. Uh, all right, coming up in segment three, we're gonna chat about tomorrow's game as we put this one in the rearview mirror, uh, or tonight's game rather. <laughs> gonna do that again <laughs> as we put last night's game, wink, wink, into the rearview mirror. Uh, so coming up in just a moment, we'll chat and uh, tee up the Washington Capitals Leafs game. All right, Zoops, game two of a back-to-back. Yep. Who do you think is going to start in that? <sighs> it's going to be Hutchinson. It is. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have gone over this, and we know how we feel uh, I don't love it. I'll, I'll say that much. No, I don't love it. And you know, it, it sounds like we're kind of beating this topic to death. Honestly, over the past, I swear, week we've talked about this numerous times. But again, like, why not switch him up? I think that Hutchinson would have been able to make a lot of the saves that Anderson made tonight. He made some big saves. Don't get me wrong. But still, against a much more inferior team, you want to have the better back or you want to have the better goaltender playing. So why would you start Hutchinson on the road on game two of a back-to-back instead of a tired team in a conference game against a team who at one at one point it's very possible down the road that you could be competing for a wild card spot against? Like two points here in October is the same as two points over in March or April. Why? Chance it. Why would you do that? Don't you want to give yourself the best chance to win the more important games? Buddy, preaching to the choir here. And I know we said we've beat it into the ground, but those two back-to-backs, they're next week. They, they have back-to-backs, two of them, next week against Boston, and they have one against Montreal. Uh, so this if, theory will my be question, test. I had a question for you. What do you think happens? Maybe we'll talk about this a little bit on uh, tomorrow's show when we recap it, but... Let's just say that Michael Hutchinson struggles in this one and they lose again. Do you think maybe next week during the back-to-back, I think you said uh, Columbus, is it Columbus and? It's Columbus, Boston. Uh, Boston? Yeah. It's Columbus, Boston, Monday, Tuesday, and it's uh, San Jose, Montreal, Friday, Saturday. So do you think that maybe it gets switched up for the week, for, for next week, if things go bad in Washington tonight. I think it's possible. I think, you know, if if Boston, they play Boston twice in a week, right? They play Boston on Saturday, and then they play Boston again on Tuesday. Uh, if Anderson is good on Saturday against Boston, I don't know why you wouldn't go back to him three days later against the same team on the back half of a back-to-back. Uh, it just makes sense to me, but, you know, we've gone over this. It, it It's made sense to us the whole way, so <laughs> I don't think... You know, I, I do think Boston is a different story, right? Like Washington is one thing, and you're right that it could come down and they could be a very important late season standings thing. But Boston is the big boss. That 100%. is 
that's the team in focus, and it will be all year. And that's not going to change until they beat them. If you're not putting Anderson in against Boston in that game, I don't know what we're doing. Um, my hope is not too high, but we shall see. We shall see. We'll try to we'll try to do our best to not to not beat it uh, into the ground too deeply. But um, you know, it's going to be a tough test tonight against Washington. is never an easy game. They are not out to the greatest start. Uh, they've been okay. They've been about the same as the Leafs actually in terms of the amount of luck and and, and their possession and, and things like that. But uh, the Maple Leafs are an appointment team. Teams see Maple, the Maple Leafs coming and they get geared up. I expect no different from Washington tomorrow night. I expect they tonight tonight <laughs> do that all game long. But I expect Washington to come up this charged up and to rise to this challenge and for it to be a very very tough game for the Maple Leafs to play on the second half of a back to back. Uh, what do you think are going to be the three keys for Toronto to pull the victory tonight? Uh, number one, you're going to have to be defensively sound. As we said, they've they've let teams in and they've let teams get chances every game they play. And Washington Capitals is not a team to let in to games. They will score and they will do it often. They have too many talented players for them to have uh, you know, those defensive lapses. The team's just too good. You just can't afford to do it. And that brings me to my second key of the game, which is play disciplined. They have a really strong power play. That's where Ovi has made his bread and butter his entire career. Nick Backstrom making unbelievable passes. John Carlson, a stud on the back end as well. They have a very, very strong power play. You don't want to give them any opportunities to score there. So try and be as disciplined as possible. Third and final key for this one. I'd like to see them stick to... That new line, too. I'd like to see Let's get a full game of seeing what Trevor Moore can do with Tavares and Marner. It's going to be a test of the depth, much like it was against Boston, much like it was against Tampa. This is going to be a test up and down the lineup because Washington can roll those lines as well. So, you know, really stick with, with what's working. And I really want to see a full game of Marner, Tavares, and Moore. Predictions for this one. Ooh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three two caps. I know it's heresy of me to say maybe Leafs aren't gonna win, but uh, something about Michael Hutchison makes me a little nervous. Uh, I know that three goals against the the Caps is still a pretty good game, but second half of back to back backup goalie uh, Alex Ovechkin, who is notoriously a Maple Leafs killer. Uh, this is gonna be a tough one. Hey, man, we're in the same boat here because I got them losing as well. I got a 4-3 loss. This one, though, I think is going to at least go to overtime. So I'm taking the Caps 4-3 in OT. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and predict a win. Uh, why not? Let's predict. Alex Ovechkin, the Leaf killer <laughs> with the OT winner. Why not? What? Nothing else makes sense, man. No. It's going to happen. We'll see. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, I, I, I like the matchup in terms of Leafs versus Caps, and it's really going to be a good measuring stick as to where we stack up in the conference because I think that these are two teams that are, are, are pretty well balanced um, against the, one another. So it should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it tonight. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily 
Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, be sure to check back in here tomorrow where we'll recap tonight's game and recap the game against the Washington Capitals. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs. Booyah.